0: Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review.
1: Three martinis coming up. Hey, really glad you're with us for the Monday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. We have two good martinis for you, and also a really bad and crazy one. Uh, congratulations to the Rams on winning the Super Bowl. Congratulations to the Bengals on uh, a good fight. Jim, if we were Bengal fans, I'm guessing the questionable holding call on third down there near the goal line would be something we'd be talking about today. But uh Ram fans would point out that uh, the Bengals got a touchdown on another no call on a no call, which uh, could have easily been called offensive pass interference. So in the end, uh, pretty competitive game. Uh, I'd say underwhelming ads. And uh, on we go.
0: Yeah. uh, You know, listeners may recall my battle with COVID-19 earlier this month. I don't know about you. Gal Gadot can talk me into a lot of things. (laughs) But the idea of having my home COVID test here upload it into this device that's connected to everything else. Uh, what could go wrong? You know, my, my friend of mine was watching and said, does my Roomba need to know my COVID status? You know, if you don't get the booster, you're not going to get rid of those dust monies. <laughs> That's
1: exactly right. Yeah. Being that interconnected, uh, not necessarily a great thing. It's like when um, whatever that uh, Bitcoin outfit was with just the QR code bouncing around the screen. <laughs> And we're like, don't scan that. You don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, I looked at that. I was like, that's got to be Chinese hackers. That's exactly that's, what that's I said. That's just trouble waiting to happen. <laughs> I said that's the CCP. As far as we and know, everybody I said, oh no, you know.
0: it's it's Bitcoin. It's worse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not falling for that one. All right, on to our first good martini now, Jim. And uh, we know that uh, in general, the public has soured badly and rightfully so on. President Biden, I believe most recently, his real clear politics average was now below 40. So it's not just the occasional poll. His average is actually below 40 percent approval. But CNN is asking a different question. Should he be the Democratic nominee in 2024 at this point? And they asked that question of Democrats. He's underwater among Democrats. Only 45 percent. Of Democratic and Democratic leaning voters wanted to see the party renominate Biden in 2024, while 51% uh, preferred a different candidate. And that is obviously very different than previous cycles. For comparison, uh, right around the time that Obamacare got passed—so, I mean, obviously Democrats were pretty happy at that point—they uh, wanted Obama to be the nominee again in March of 2010 uh, in two different polls, 76% to uh, and 79%. So, clearly, the Democrats were on his side. Clinton, right after the Republican landslide in '94, not sure why they picked that exact moment, still the Democrats wanted him 55 to 35. And so, uh, you know, just a year in, basically, 13 months in, uh, Democrats— I've already decided they probably want to move on from Joe Biden, which might actually be a bad thing for us, because I think he'd be pretty easy to beat at this point. But, uh, Jim, what do you make of the fact that the Democrats are already turning on their own guy here?
0: I am starting to come around to the idea that Joe Biden will not be running for re reelection. Uh, a lot of road ahead, a lot of stuff that could happen. But look, his approval rating tanked right around the Afghanistan withdrawal, and it has not recovered. And Right now, there's not a lot of signs that things are going to dramatically improve. You know, could he, you know, galvanize Democrats a bit with a Supreme Court fight? Yeah, that might help on the margins. Um, we'll see how the midterm elections go. But right now, it looks like it's going to be anywhere between a red wave and a red tsunami. He's probably going to lose control of the House. He's got really good chance he's going to lose control of the Senate. Uh, you know, the chances of passing any other major pieces of legislation are, you know, pretty darn small. Uh, you know, what would if I, I guess the only thing that could really make Democrats say, OK, we might as well roll with this guy is if um, they look at, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris or any other options and say, you know what, any one of these folks is going to lose to a Republican, whether it's Donald Trump, whether it's Ron DeSantis or whether it's somebody else. That there is a chance that they'll be like, ah, OK, this is our best shot to keep it. Let's roll with this and hope for the best. Um, I'm, I'M JUST NOT, uh, I, I THINK, YOU KNOW, look, we, WE'VE ALL DISCUSSED HIS AGE AND HIS MENTAL STATE AND THE STRESS OF THE JOB. IT'S A STRESSFUL JOB FOR A MUCH YOUNGER MAN AND JOE BIDEN IS NOT A YOUNG MAN. Um, THE LIKELIHOOD OF THIS NOT, of, OF DEMOCRATS SAYING, LOOK, IF WE RUN THIS GUY AGAIN, WE'RE GOING TO LOSE, I THINK IS INCREASING BY THE WEEK AND, and BY THE MONTH. AND, and YOU KNOW, we, NOW WE CAN ADD A COUPLE OF FOREIGN POLICY crises AND ENERGY PRICE crises uh, ON OUR, WE'LL TALK ABOUT IN OUR OTHER uh, MARTINIS TODAY look, there's just not a lot of good signs on the horizon for Joe Biden. And uh, it's not like he's getting any younger.
1: No, and it's interesting that their bench is so weak. I know we had like 25, 26, however many. Beat uh, <laughs> <Pete> Buttigieg,
0: Greg. Beat <laughs> Buttigieg, uh, he's
1: not Buttigieg exact- 2024. Doesn't that sound terrific? Uh, very exciting. Yeah, he's doing such a great job with our supply chain issues and the, the backlog mm-hmm. of ships off the coast, which the solution was to move them further back so you can't see them. Uh, not actually uh, <laughs> improve the speed at which they're unloaded. Uh, Kamala Harris is deeply unpopular. I mean, you've already got rumors, you know, rolling around that Hillary Clinton might be back in the game. How is your bench this bad? I know you haven't won a lot of governors races, but I mean, come on, uh, this retread of uh, different people is just amazing at this point. So. But you uh, usually don't see even a really uh, struggling incumbent uh, underwater at this point. But uh, when he's pushing 80 years old, maybe it's a, a different calculation. But uh, Republicans also have an issue in the same poll. Uh, 50% want to see Trump run again. 49% don't. So uh, it's, it's, not, it's not only on the Democratic side where there's a split decision. We'll, we'll see what happens there. All right, Jim, on to even more good news. This isn't actually a good martini, but it's a great sponsor. And that is X-Chair. I don't know if you watched the game from your X-Chair, but you certainly could have and uh, had a very comfortable time last night.
0: I did not. And every now and then on the couch, I was like, I wish I was sitting in my X-Chair. From the first moment I sat in my X-Chair, my body immediately said, Ah, so this is what a real office chair is supposed to feel like. I never actually looked forward to sitting in my office until I got my X-Chair. Now can your current office chair give you a massage while you're working? Mine can. Can your current office chair heat up or cool down? My X chair can do that too. It's all in the LMAX massage and temperature regulation which is exclusively designed and made for the X chair. And once you feel the customized support of X chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar or DVL, your back will never be happy in any other chair again. High performance, quality engineering, and extreme comfort. Those are all the reasons I love my X chair. Now I can't wait to be at work. And sometimes, even if I'm not working, I just sit in my X chair just to get that feeling. Take my advice try the X chair for yourself risk free for 30 days. Once you realize how much better your chair should be, you will never go back. I promise.
1: So go to xchairmartini.com now. That's the letter X, chair, M-A-R-T-I-N-I.com. Or call one 844 4 xchair for $100 off your order. X-CHAIR has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort, and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 per month. xchairmartini.com. All right, Jim, on to our second good martini, although there is an addendum to this one that is definitely not good. So it's a good martini with a major caveat. But the good news is is that it looks like the top diplomat for the Russians, Sergei Lavrov, who's really been there a long time, uh, is at least publicly trying to convince Vladimir Putin to at least wait a little bit before invading Ukraine. Uh, In a televised exchange on Russian TV, and Reuters is reporting this, uh, Putin and Lavrov had this kind of back and forth about uh, the timing here. And Reuters reports, in a televised exchange, Putin was shown asking Lavrov whether there was a chance of reaching an agreement to address Russia's security concerns or whether it was just being dragged into tortuous negotiations. Lavrov replied, quote, We have already warned more than once that we will not allow endless negotiations on questions that demand a solution today. But as foreign minister, he said, I must say there are always chances. He added, it seems to me that our possibilities are far from exhausted. At this stage, I would suggest continuing and building them up. The comments, Reuters says, appear to signal a reduced likelihood of imminent Russian military action after repeated warnings from the United States that Russia could attack Ukraine at any time. So, Jim, the fact that this played out in public uh, certainly makes you think, at least on some level, that this is uh, the Russians trying to present themselves as the reasonable ones. And so if they do end up invading sometime soon or whenever it happens, that they will have exhausted. Man, we tried so many times uh, that that's going to be their PR offensive, and this is all part of that. But if they are at least going to wait a little bit, that's good, too.
0: Yeah, there's going through a lot of different factors in today's morning jolt. It's almost entirely about Russia and Ukraine. And the short answer is there's a lot of contradictory signals here. The most notable point is that the U.S. government certainly seems convinced that an uh, invasion is imminent. There is even a leak to The New York Times suggesting that U.S. intelligence uh, expects any of the invasion to start Wednesday. So, if one, if you're listening to this in Ukraine, get out, as Jordan Peele's movie said. Uh, you also probably want to sell off any real estate you happen to have in Ukraine because you may not be able to access it for a little while. Uh, but more seriously, the, there's a couple interesting factors that come into this. One is night illumination. Uh, if you're doing an operation at night, you want to have as little ambient light as possible, moonlight, things like that. Uh, it peaks on February 16th. So maybe that's when the Russians would not want to do it. They might want to it gradually get smaller night by night through March 1st. So maybe if you're Russia, you may want to wait until the end of the month. The other factor is the, the weather, um, and apparently there's, there isn't really any good fighting season in, in Ukraine. Um, you either have really cold weather, which makes, makes it tough for your troops to move ahead, but at least the ground is hard, makes it easier for tank treads and other vehicles to keep going through that. Uh, otherwise, you have the Rasputitsa, uh, which is basically when the thaw, basically your frozen steps thaw and turns into mud, and it makes it very hard for tanks, trucks, and things like that to go through. Um, So if you're, on the one hand, this might be Russia working against the clock. They don't want the spring thaw to come. They want to get as far into Ukraine as possible before that kicks in. But on the other hand, if the other thing is, the other thought is that if Russia is going to want to have a, uh, as quick an advance as possible, obviously every advancing army wants to move as fast as possible, but the longer Ukraine can hold out, the more they, you know, the morale for morale purposes, it turns to oh, maybe we can beat these guys. We have the home field advantage, so to speak. Uh, You know, the the longer the costs get for Russia, the more this turns into a potential, uh, it took a very long time for them to get tired of Afghanistan, but it did happen. And this kind of, this sense of whether the Russian uh, economy, whether the Russian government, you know, Putin is not a, by no means is this a, uh, uh, a type of country where we have to spend an enormous amount of time paying attention to Russian public opinion. But it is conceivable that at some point a Russian invasion of Ukraine starts accumulating losses on a level that even the Russian government cannot cover up or get the people to accept as a uh, acceptable loss. So you add all that up. There are some indications, you know, the U.S. government seems to think it's coming this week. Putin says they're not, they're not going to invade. Obviously, he can't take, you know, his take his words with a grain of salt. But that statement did indicate that they're not thinking of doing it anytime soon. And if that's the case, that's more time for more shipments of weapons to get in, which would make the Ukrainian resistance harder. So it is conceivable that time is on the Ukrainian side.
1: Well, that would certainly be good news. Uh, we do have about a week of the Olympics left, which is usually when uh, Putin likes to to do this sort of thing. But uh, in addition to all the concerns about an actual invasion, Jim, the impact on Americans uh, is also very significant here. On the corner today at NationalReview.com, you take a look at what could be happening in terms of gas prices because uh, major military action there could have significant impact on that and not in a good way at the pump. Uh, You point out that right now uh, the average price for a gallon of gasoline, according to AAA, is $3.48 dollars 48 But over at Gas Buddy, they're expecting the average to be four dollars thirteen cents per gallon in June, and places like California, it's going to be way higher than that. Uh, oil is currently at the low nineties per barrel, and a Russian invasion is expected to push the price that you report past one hundred dollars per barrel. So everyone's going to feel the pinch on this in in some way or another.
0: Yeah, this is one of the reasons. Oh, it's it's you know, to put it in Whoopi Goldberg terms russia invading ukraine is just white people fighting white people why would we care about that right (laughs) um now look if you're an american certainly if you're an american incumbent politician you should be uh paying attention to this not just because of the national security implications not just because russia invading other countries is generally a bad thing that our foreign policy has sought to prevent uh there's also just this matter of you know the world energy and uh markets are going to pay attention to this and russia is a big oil and gas EXPORTER Uh, UKRAINE HAS ITS OWN SHARE OF THE OIL MARKET THAT GOES THROUGH THERE Um, THERE'S BEEN A LOT OF TALK THAT WE'RE GOING TO SHUT DOWN NORD STREAM 2 Uh, THE PIPELINE RUNNING FROM RUSSIA TO GERMANY IF RUSSIA INVADES None of this is going to be good for world oil markets or energy markets. And you're going to see prices go up. And this is occurring when prices are already really high. Why do I write about this in the corner about once a week or so? Well, one, like lots of you out there, I fill up my tank and I notice the prices are not going down. I was kind of skeptical of the release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve was going to do much of have much an effect. And, you know, as it turned out, I think it brought back maybe a dime, maybe 11 cents for a couple of weeks. And now it's ahead of the price that it was at when Biden announced the policy we are in bad shape when it comes to energy policy and the last thing we need is another big energy shock but if Russia goes ahead and does this my guess is you will see energy oil uh, price per barrel is going to go up pretty quick and it would not surprise me if you saw uh, the price of the gas pump go up pretty quick oh by the way it's February, it's not really prime driving season. Usually when warmer weather comes along, spring, memorial day, summer, that's when people usually start driving on long summer vacations. And that's kinda you know what they can cons- consider to be prime driving season. The gas buddy estimate was putting it at four thirteen in June. Now, look, and that was not accounting for a you know crisis in Russia and Ukraine. So you add that in there. God, you know, to be able like 450, you know, five. And oh, by the way, if you're in California, just add a dollar to every number I'm saying. Like this, this is the national average I'm talking about. Some parts of the country, maybe it's going to be a little lower. But uh, West Coast, psh, you are going to be in really rough shape. Uh, one more reason why this is bad news for the Biden administration. And one more reason why I, do, I think people, American people will be in a um, sour to livid mood come November when it comes to incumbents.
1: Yeah, inflation already uh, hurting everything, and then gas prices potentially skyrocketing here. And of course, if gas prices are high, so is the price for everything else, plus inflation. So, uh, this is not heading to a good place at all. And I'm not really sure that was a good martini in the end, because Putin's probably still coming, and that's is not going to uh, go well for the, uh, the American consumer. Ah, but if you're facing high prices and high inflation, what you have to find is a great deal on quality products. Because who doesn't love a great deal? And now when you click on the My Listeners page over at MyPillow.com, and enter the promo code Martini. There are over twenty deals for you to choose from. Here are just some of the current offers: My Pillows themselves, the pillows, as low as nineteen ninety-eight. Slippers, fifty percent off. The My Pillow towel sets at their lowest price ever, just thirty-nine ninety-nine. Sixty percent off any Giza Dream sheets, with a price as low as thirty-nine ninety-nine. And when you make a purchase, you get a free copy of Mike Lindell's autobiography with the promo code Martini.
0: Now the sheets. They are made with the world's best cotton grown only in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. The sheets are ultra soft and breathable and available in a variety of colors and sizes. They're machine washable. They come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited warranty.
1: You will find all of these offers and more at MyPillow.com. Click the radio listener square and use the promo code Martini at checkout or call 800-874-0104. And right now, every order using the promo code Martini will also receive Mike's new book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, for free. MyPillow.com, promo code Martini, or call 800-874-0104. Don't forget the code Martini for your free book. All right, Jim, on to our bad slash crazy martini now, and this is one that we saw actually evidence of this five years ago, but now it's coming more into light. There were stories just before the Trump inauguration about how there was surveillance on the Trump campaign, because at that point they were completely convinced that there was actual collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia during the 2016 race. But now, as John Durham is peeling back this onion, we're getting more details, uh, including one that I had not heard before. You've probably covered this more closely than I have, so you might have heard this. But Fox News on the story, lawyers for the Clinton campaign back in 2016 paid a technology firm to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower. And here's the new part. And later, the White House, in order to establish an inference and narrative to bring to government agencies linking Donald Trump to Russia, a filing from special counsel John Durham says. The Fox story continues, and I'm going to read a lot here because there's a lot of detail to this. Durham filed a motion on February 11th focused on potential conflicts of interest related to the representation of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who has been charged with making a false statement to a federal agent. And Sussman has pleaded not guilty. The indictment against Sussman says he told then-FBI General Counsel James Baker in September 2016, less than two months before the 2016 presidential election, that he was not doing work, quote-unquote, for any client when he requested and held a meeting in which he presented, quote, purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communications channel between the Trump Organization and Alpha Bank, which has ties to the Kremlin. But Durham's filing on February 11th in a section titled Factual Background reveals that Sussman had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including a technology executive, known in legal terms in this document as Tech Executive 1, at a U.S.-based internet company, and the Clinton campaign. Durham's filing said Sussman's billing records reflect that he repeatedly billed the Clinton campaign for his work on the Russian bank allegations. Durham also writes that during Sussman's trial, the government will establish that among the internet data that tech executive One and his associates exploited was domain name system internet traffic pertaining to a particular healthcare provider, Trump Tower, Donald Trump's Central Park West apartment building, and the executive office of the president of the United States, which the Free Beacon is reporting that information ended up at the CIA. Jim, it doesn't matter whether you like this president or not, the previous president or not, they spied on the president of the United States and the Clinton campaign paid for it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say with each sentence, Greg, that, wow, that's a bombshell kept getting bigger. And, I would know this, you know, first of all, think back to that Donald Trump tweet way back when where he said they were wiretapping me. And a lot of people look at it, say, well, no, it was not technically a wiretap. And, and all that. So I think, you know, Trump in his tweet had said Obama was wiretapping me. And that. Look, you know, uh, at this point, we're getting into semantics. Uh, once you're going into the server data, once you're getting into the content of his messages, that is effectively wiretapping. If this were coming from anybody except John Durham, I might have said, oh, I want to wait to see this. And yes, we should keep in mind the traditional uh saying that a prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich it's really not that hard to get a grand jury to say yes we should you know this person should be pressed with this charge but two interesting notes one is that john durham does not believe in indicting someone for the sake of indicting someone even if you think you're going to lose at the trial and this you know one of his few public speeches he has specifically addressed this and said the power of a prosecutor is so significant and can do so much damage to someone's uh reputation that even if they are found not guilty they can end up having serious consequences in their life and that thus a prosecutor should not only not only bring a case when he's pretty darn sure he's got a good chance of conviction he's got to have a pretty good confidence that that conviction is going to hold up on appeal in other words john durham does not run around doing these sorts of things willy-nilly and he also does not do these sorts of things uh he's not going to go any further than the evidence will take him in other words, that you know, he he does not get out over his skis. He does not exaggerate. He is an exceptionally careful and yes, let's also note an exceptionally slow-moving prosecutor. As soon as he was named, a lot of people were saying, "Look, this is not going to be done by Trump's first terms. When we wondered if Trump was going to have a second term, um, he is you know meticulous. He is detail-oriented. Nothing gets past him. But as a result of it, he does not move fast. Um, the other thing which I think is of note is that look, when he says this, goes back to the CIA this is the sort of thing that you know grand uh, conspiracy theories are made of but you know uh, former attorney general Michael Lucchese appointed Durham to investigate the destruction of videotapes of CIA waterboarding um I talked to a couple of folks who had worked at uh, the agency back during I think it was the uh uh Michael Hayden days when he was a uh, uh, director Great respect for Durham. Uh, they they said he was a tough opponent and that when he wanted access to something, he was not afraid to basically say, look, if you guys don't play ball on this and turn over the stuff we're looking for, I will bring FBI agents into CIA headquarters and I will have you dragged out of here in handcuffs. He, he is willing to get tough when he wants to. And he knows the intelligence world. One more reason to think this is not Durham uh, talking out of a particular orifice or something like that. In other words, if he's bringing this this is going to be an explosive, explosive trial, assuming it goes to trial. Maybe the people he's indicting uh, intend to make deals or try to make deals or something like that. But this is a eye-opening, maybe even eye-popping uh, detail in these new new fi- legal filings and uh, something definitely worth close attention as the uh, legal process advances.
1: Here's another paragraph from the Fox News story. The filing revealed that Sussman and the tech executive had met and communicated with another law partner who was serving as general counsel of the Clinton campaign. And sources told Fox News that lawyer is Mark Elias, who worked at the law firm of Perkins <laughs> Coy. And, of course, he is the one who's trying to change election laws all over the place. Oh, man.
0: Stay tuned, America. You're yes. move slowly, but once he's got you, man, oh, man, yo, you can run, but you can't hide.
1: Fascinating to see how Merrick Garland's going to play this. If he lets him go, we're going to see something eventually here. I don't know how far it's going to go, but... Uh, He's getting to some very interesting stuff. And, of course, if he squelches it, uh, that's only going to make things uh, potentially worse, at least politically. So uh, we'll find out what's coming up tomorrow. See you then. See you tomorrow, Greg. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Corumbus of Radio America. Thanks so much for being with us today. Do subscribe to the podcast if you don't already. Please tell your friends about us as well. Also, thank you very much for your five-star ratings and your kind reviews. We really appreciate those. Get us on your home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a great Monday, and please join us on Tuesday for the next Three Martini Lunch.